Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. And away we go. Happy Monday, everybody. Wake up, Valley sports fans. It is Bickley and Murata mornings. How is everybody doing after the weekend? We have got a final four in the NFL. We've got an NBA with a three team with a three-game winning streak. And Vinny, downstairs in the lobby of this fine building, there's a sign that gives you the latest in research studies. And I saw something this morning that really made my head explode. Hmm. Okay, you know how they got that LED screen down yes. in the lobby? Uh-huh. Okay, so it kind of like spits facts. Sign spitting. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Right. It's So it, it, there's a lot of facts down there. This morning it said a research study showed that people who got an abnormal amount of rest the night before report to be in a better mood the next day at work. Wow. What? And I thought to myself, who comes up with this stuff? Earth shattering. Who, who funds this stuff? Somebody got a grant for that. Vinny, last week on that same sign downstairs, there was a report that said, that pets, cats and dogs, respond to the voices of their human owners better than they do to those of strangers. And I'm like, really? You mean I shelter and feed these cats and they respond to me better? Um, say, how do I get all these cats in my house? Where do people get funding for this? Can we get funded for something like this? Let's give it a shot. What's the most inane thing that we can try to prove that people already know? Does laughter make your day better? <laughs> the psychological we'll effect out. you have on the on others when you wear sandals to work and you don't shave your toes. <laughs> That's the next research study. Somebody pay me for that. <laughs> but who would be our test subject? I don't know. Anybody How come would to we line? know? <laughs> At least that one's never been proven before. Right. At least Big's suggesting we break new ground. Right. I, but seriously, if you go downstairs, you will read that. About oh. people who got, and this obviously doesn't apply to you after last night, but people who got more sleep than usual are in a better mood the next day. You needed money to tell me wow. that? That is. Consider my mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do around here. Start the show, Ferret! Splash, splash! The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. Animal, animal coming. Animal coming. The splash. Brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. No, the Arizona Cardinals did not hire a head coach over the weekend. They were supposed to talk with San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan's about the job. However, that did not happen. Jay Glazer of Fox Sports reported that Ryan's had four interviews set up over the weekend, got through two of them, then canceled the remaining interviews, which happened to be 
be with the Colts and Cardinals to instead concentrate on preparing for yesterday's 49ers-Cowboys NFC Divisional Playoff matchup. It has now been two weeks since Cliff Kingsbury was fired as head coach. Cardinals will reportedly interview Pittsburgh Steelers linebackers coach and former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores for the job today. Detroit defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn reportedly interviewed over the weekend. Still no team hiring a head coach yet. Yeah, how about that? This. Waiting for dominoes to fall. What a bizarre... The, this whole thing just gets weirder and weirder. Not not the Cardinals mm-hmm. coaching search, but just coaching searches in general. Like you pointed out, like we talked about before we came on air this morning, just the idea that a defensive coordinator would have four job interviews scheduled the day before his team's NFC Championship game is a little yeah, whack I'm a to li- me. I'm a little busy. Can I get, can I get yeah. back to you on that? I still want to concentrate on the job that Listen, I'm being paid to do now! Yeah, yeah, and, and again, I, I can understand, okay, like, you know, when you get a game plan and you put it to bed with the football team, there are a lot of hours to kill sure. between then and, t- and kickoff, but again, that's not the time you're supposed to be putting your best foot forward, talking about working for someone else. Yeah, and then, like, just that feeling, that human nature feeling of, like, I'm on the sidelines, but I was flirting with someone else. Right, right. I feel dirty. My football team's near the top of the mountain, and I'm interviewing for Jai. It's just, yeah. it's bizarre. Cardinals also uh, reportedly have hired an assistant general manager, Dave Sears, to work with a new general manager, Monty Austin. Fort Sears served as the Detroit Lions director of college scouting since 2019. He has vast experience in the league, has been in the Lions organization since 2007, before that part of the Houston Texans staff, along with Austin Fort from 2000 to 2006. So, I can connection no, there. I don't know anything about Sears, other than they make a really good washer and dryer. But, yeah. I, but I'm, I'm here to tell Craftsman you. tools. Right, them too. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Sears <is> like, <laughs> oh, oh boy. Hiring Roebuck? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but to me, the fact that, that this guy went out and made a, him, uh, made a me hire is yeah. good. That's yeah. a good sign to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, this just in. The Cardinals scheduled to uh, interview Montgomery Ward. Ward. J.C. Penny oh, next. Is this thing gone? <laughs> what Mervin's up to these days? <laughs> the conference championship games are set in the NFL and the AFC. It'll be top seed of Kansas City hosting the Cincinnati Bengals for the second straight season. Patrick Mahomes came back from an ankle injury to help the Chiefs to a 27-20 win over the Jaguars on Saturday. Chiefs making their fifth straight appearance in the AFC title game. They will take on the Cincinnati Bengals, who dominated the Bills in the snow yesterday, 27-10. Joe Burrow threw two touchdown passes. Joe Mixon ran for 105 yards in the score. Cincy defense held Buffalo to a season-low 10 points. In the NFC, Philadelphia hosting the NFC Championship game. I tried to tell everybody the Giants weren't a layup. I tried to tell you the Giants yeah, weren't a layup. I, I, I know. The Giants were a layup. They were a layup. 38-7 Eagles win. Uh, the uh, Philadelphia running game rolled up 268 yards on the ground uh, on their way to the championship game for the first time since the 2017 season, which they won the Super Bowl that year. They'll face the 49ers who won a defensive struggle against Dallas 19-12. Robbie Gold had four field goals. Christian McCaffrey scored early in the fourth quarter on a two-yard touchdown run. Dallas had a last chance trailing by seven, getting the ball back with 45 seconds left. They couldn't get any further than their own 24-yard line as time expired. 49ers advanced. Yeah, but that the, last play was something. It was. Did I, has anybody picked up Ezekiel Elliott yet?
yet. Uh, the 49ers advanced to the NFC Championship game for the third time in the last four years. Dallas hasn't advanced to the conference title game since the 1995 season. I know. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. That's They've been nuts. in the playoffs 12 years, haven't been to a championship game in a long time. Great win for the Suns last night at Footprint Center. They took down the Memphis Grizzlies 112-110. Uh, to Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, both back in the starting lineup for the Suns, who built a 29-point lead over the number two seed in the West. But again, the second half and more to the point, the fourth quarter was all about hanging oh on for dear life. Memphis Where have you outs- seen that before? Yeah, Memphis outscored the uh, Suns 38-23 in the final 12 minutes. Were never able to take the lead. Dario Saric hit two free throws with 12 seconds left to put the lead back at four. Then Desmond Bain cut it to two with a layup with seven seconds left. Instead of fouling after a timeout, the Grizzlies pressured the ball, actually forced a turnover, but time expired as Steven Adams' attempt to save the ball from going out of bounds was stolen by Saric. Nikel Bridges, 24 points. Chris Paul, 22 and 11. Torrey Craig, a very efficient 20-point night. Suns win their third straight. They're back at 500 at 24 and 24 and lifted themselves back into the seventh spot in the West. Yeah, yeah. listen, and uh, the thing I felt good about that game, uh, fourth quarter with standing, um, was just the impact that Chris Paul had on that team. Clearly, when he came out in the first quarter and started playing well and doing CP3 mm-hmm. things, obviously it lift, lifted everybody up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Suns and Coyotes both win on the same night. It happened as the Yotes skated past the Vegas Golden Knights 4-1 at Mullet Arena. Clayton Keller's empty netter at 15:52, which is really early for an empty netter, by the way, uh, of the third period. Finished off another hat trick for the Yotes winger. He also had a three-goal game against Philadelphia in December. Karel Vimelka, 35 saves for the Yotes. Bounced back from four uh, back-to-back 4 nothing losses to Washington and Dallas. Coyotes at home again tomorrow night. They'll host the Anaheim Ducks in Tempe. Uh, and at the Australian Open, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty as week two gets underway. Number one seed on the women's side, Iga Sviantek. Ousted in straight sets, losing 6-4, 6-4 to 22nd seed Elena Rybakina in a fourth-round match. And how about this on the men's side? Three American players left in the quarterfinals. Ben Shelton, Tommy Paul, and Sebastian Corda. All still alive. Yeah. How do you feel about an American victory at a Grand Slam? I, yeah, I still not good. No, listen, no, I not good. Uh, <laughs> but it, but this is a this is a good sign. But then again, you know what, man? I tell you what, I just it's the Australian Open. I, I just, I, I it's just such a weird tournament. It's the PGA Championship. It's kind of the tournament. yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it really so is. so early in the calendar. So early on the calendar. It's, it's yeah. summer down there. Yeah, right. The, the matches are in the middle of the night. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. Did you see the other night that Andy Murray was playing? It was three o'clock in the morning they wouldn't let him take a bathroom break yeah you saw that yeah no. three o'clock, and he's like really you're making us play tennis at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you won't let me go tinkle <laughs> i really gotta go right there you go there's your splash for monday january 23rd coming up next lots of football to get into including on the local front the arizona cardinals Coaching search enters week number three. We'll get into the latest next. It's Pickley Murata Mornings Live from the Ak Chin Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Pickley and Murata Mornings.
49ers defensive coordinator Jamico Ryan. He's in demand for a head coaching job. And how about this? He actually had four job interviews lined up for yesterday, got through the first two, which were the Broncos and the Texans, and said, I'm going to cancel the other two because I have to get back and really focus on the Dallas Cowboys. So he canceled on the Cardinals and then canceled on the Colts. That is uh, Jay Glazer of Fox Sports breaking the news yesterday about the weekend calendar of D'Amico Ryans. Two mm. interviews in the books, two canceled. I, I'm curious about the language. Canceled or kind of postponed? Yeah, there was there's no a clarifi- big difference. There was no clarification offered by Jay Glazer. Will those interviews with the Colts and Cardinals for D'Amico Ryans actually take place? Uh, did he like what he heard in one of the interviews that he did conduct? One of those was with the Houston Texans, a team that drafted him, a team that he played a long time for. Um, a lot to consider there. Yes. Uh, yes, there is. I think that the, the word canceled is, is rather ominous and maybe not that surprising. For all the, for all the, uh, for all the grief the Texans get as an organization and their ownership and how weird that component has been, uh, they are looked at, um, in terms of a nuts and bolts situation as a highly attractive job only because they've got a lot of draft capital, including draft capital to get a franchise quarterback and they've got a lot of money to spend. Mm-hmm. Now there's uh, again there's a downside to it all, but but D'Amico, D'Amico Ryan's ha- has spent time in in Houston. He's p- part of that organization as a player, and uh, th- there's a speculation that after J.J. Watt came out on Friday and gave D'Amico Ryan's a major endorsement, mm-hmm. the kind of endorsement that made you as a Cardinals fan go, oh. Maybe this guy is somebody we should focus on. Um, he goes and cancels his interview a day later with the Cardinals. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think that I think he's got Houston Texans written all over him. To be honest, with you. yeah. JJ Watt, uh, the tweet that you were referring to from him on Friday, he tweeted as a rookie in Houston. I bought my first house across the street from D'Amico because if D'Amico thought it was the right place to live. It was the right place to live for me. Captain, leader, smart, tough, personable, crushed it as DC. He will be a great head coach. Yeah, that's quite an endorsement. It is. Um, and look, J.J. Watt is now retired from the NFL. He spent two years in Arizona. He spent most of his career in Houston. He still might have some ties there, might have some interest on what the Texans do. I think another fascinating aspect to all of this, and I'm sure it was talked about a lot in D'Amico Ryan's interview with the Houston Texans, was, hey, I'm an African-American football coach. You have fired two African American football coaches the last two years after one and dones. Mm-hmm. What's you know? Wh- why should I believe that my future here, uh, that you're going to show me the patience that I need to grow this thing into what it needs to be? Yeah. Now it's a different situation. You know, David Cully was a lifer as an assistant. He got the axe after one year. Lovey Smith was kind of a curious hire at the time, but also a coaching veteran near the end of his career. D'Amico Ryan's is an up and comer, so obviously. I think there would be more in terms of patience given. And I think you might be on to something. Uh, you know, yes, you can always use that as the, the, the reason for canceling an interview or pushing it to the back burner. I've got a, a, an NFC playoff game to worry about. So, um, you know, l- l- let's put this on hold, if not cancel it. 
But maybe the Texans were able to convince D'Amico Ryan that's, that's the place. That's got to be what it is. Well, he knew he had an NFC Championship game when they scheduled the Right, interview. that's what I'm saying. When he scheduled Divisional game. And again, and again, that's, that's right. but again, these interviews are not like four-hour interviews. They're more like what they call in the business traction interviews to find out. Sure. You, you, you get a, it's, it's like speed dating. You get an idea real quick. Not that I've ever done and it. Some of them are on Skype, too. Right, right, it's not right. like it, you have to travel across the country. Well, uh, yeah, and that's exactly. So I really honestly believe when, when I heard J.J. Watt give that endorsement on Friday, me like an idiot thought, oh, wow, he's kind of giving the Cardinals a heads up. It dawned on me that he might be endorsing him knowing very well that he's going to be part of the Texans family. And J.J. Watt obviously is royalty in the Texans organization. I think they got off the phone with the Texans, and I think D'Amico Ryans and the Texans have a deal of some sort, and that is why he's tapped out of these interviews with the Colts. And Because, again, why would you want to interview with the Colts? If you, if you had any leverage anywhere else, would you really get anywhere near that job? Not me. Um, so, and the Cardinals, that's a mixed bag. There's there's different people who look at the Cardinals a different way, uh, all sorts of different ways across the league. But but they are not considered a, at the moment, it is not considered a great job. For reasons that have nothing to do with weather and facilities and that and all that. And, and so I think that's what this is. I think it, and it, it kind of like, it bummed me out a little bit because on Friday after I read that, that text from J.J. Watt, I'm like, oh, this is getting real. Because it, it's one thing to be a defensive coordinator and shine with a great defensive team. We've seen that constantly throughout NFL history. And those D.C.s very often, very often get jobs. Not all of them are all that. Many of them are products of their their actual system. D'Amico Ryan's though has has really shown an ability to kind of not only connect with his players, but but to really he's great at halftime adjustments. The 49ers defense has been just lights out the second half all year long, or at least in the back half of the season, uh-huh. with the exception of that one game two weeks ago. Who I forget who they played, but what I, so my my point is my point is this: it, it's I think that this is a situation where that job. If for all the ownership weirdness and for all their struggles and for all the for all their for all the stuff they've gone through with Deshaun Watson and 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 players leaving, that's still considered a very attractive job because they've got a ton of draft picks and they got a ton of cap space. Yeah. Um Another name popped up on the Cardinals list over the weekend, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. He's now free and clear. Cowboys eliminated from the playoffs. Apparently, he interviewed on the 21st, which was Saturday. Um, Look, we're into week three of this now. It's been two weeks Mm -hmm. since Cliff Kingsbury was fired. And I tend to agree with you. Houston appears focused on Ryan's. Do you get an idea of what the where the Cardinals are going? Do you, do you have a short list of guys that you've because the, the interview list has grown? It's up to like eight candidates yeah. now. Yeah, and that's still including Sean Payton, who we didn't get any updates on over the weekend, really. Okay, they're scheduled to meet with Brian Flores today. Uh-huh. I would not be surprised if he is the guy, and that thing gets announced as early as tomorrow, or maybe even tonight. Wow! But that's just a gut feeling because again, we're entering week three, like you said, and and now it's now you're down to four teams. I think. Teams are going to start to make some moves here. It's going to be interesting. I, I think a lot of it depends on do they really honestly, even though I don't believe this, do they believe they've got a shot at Sean Payton still? Because Jerry Jones just came out and said Mike McCarthy is safe. Uh-huh. Okay. B- Brandon Staley, safe in Los Angeles. So where's Sean Payton going to go? Is he going to Denver? I, look, oh. And if he's going to Denver, why isn't he in Denver? 
Yeah, there's nothing holding him back. I mean, he's not preparing for playoffs. I mean, other than from a broadcasting well, standpoint. You no, know, and and I think what's weird to me is that Sean Payton, in one of those interviews with Colin Coward, he he basically laid out what he thought was going to be compensation for the Saints. Saints apparently want a lot more than mm-hmm. Sean Payton made clear to people, which is weird too because yeah. he talked to hey, I talked to Mickey Loomis and he was pretty open about it. Oh, there's and a lot the, of ways we can get to that. The compensation thing, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, if, if, if it's two first round picks and $25 million a year to get Sean Payton, I'm sorry, he's going to be with Fox next year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any team's going down that road. He's a really good coach, but mm-hmm. man, it's not a, it, that's not a given that he's going to turn your franchise around. Yeah, especially if you, especially if you're in a place with an iffy quarterback and not a lot of draft capital. I mean, no, you're right. Head coaches are very important. They're not miracle workers. You're no, absolutely right. They're not, and twenty five million a year. They're they're not worth that. Uh, we are less than three weeks away from Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. If you haven't already, text Super to six twenty six twenty. Register. Listen for your name starting February sixth. You could score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl, plus you can win tickets to the FanDuel Party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. Again, that's Super, S-U-P-E-R, to 620-620. It's All Access, presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. Coming up next, it's down to four. We'll focus on what went down in the AFC playoffs, including a big thud coming from upstate New York. Next, it's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Morata. Hash marks. McKinnon coming on sprint action. Now they throw it near side. Kelsey's got it. Touchdown! Kansas City sprinting inside the near front pylon. And Chad Henney leads a 98-yard Chiefs touchdown drive. Hunt fakes to the right. Full cut throws to the end zone. It is caught <laughs> by Hayden Hurst. Touchdown. Bengals. <laughs> Burrow sucked the Bills in with the pump fake, and Hayden Hurst was wide open at the goal line. Couple of highlights from the AFC playoffs this weekend. Saturday, Kansas City beats Jacksonville 27 20. You heard Chad Henney came in. And let a big touchdown drive, the longest drive of the year for the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Mahomes came back, uh, hobbled around, played on one leg, but was still effective. And the Chiefs are in the AFC Championship for the fifth straight year. And they're taking on the Bengals again, who just beat up the Buffalo Bills. Here's here's the way I looked at it when it was all said and done. Mm-hmm. Going into the wild card weekend, we talked about it. Didn't look great on paper. It was a great weekend of football. This weekend of divisional games looked great on paper and was not it a great, was not that, not a great yeah. weekend no, of football I, at all. I completely agree with that. I, I think that Cowboys 49ers game, if you like big boy football, that the def- defense being yes. played uh, for the major- for the first three plus quarters of that game was that was unbelievably intense football. So I think that game lived up to partial billing, if you will. Yeah, yeah I, I tend to agree with Kansas you. Kansas City, Jacksonville was okay and it, it got interesting late, but when Agnew fumbled inside the 10-yard line and then Lawrence threw the pick, I mean, Jacksonville had chances to pull that huge upset, and they, they just couldn't do it. Yeah, they uh, they couldn't get out ahead of the game. They did have chances in that thing when uh, when when Patrick Mahomes suffered that gruesome-looking injury. Man, how, the respect that you have for that guy, the toughness that he shows, how bad he wanted to get back in the game, how mad he was at Andy Reid when Andy Reid said, no, dude, you're going to get an MRI first. I'm not putting you on the field until we know 
know that you're not dealing with something really. And he's throwing stuff. It reminded me exactly of Kyler Murray. Wait, no, it didn't. But but it, it, it was it was still it was still something to behold, and he made enough plays. He made Damn. enough plays for for the for the Chiefs to win that game, and and so so here we go. It's you know it's interesting to me. I'll tell you what's interesting to me. So there was a lot of a lot of squawking from the Bengals in the last couple of days going into the weekend about this whole neutral site game and how how they weren't part of the conversation, even though they happened to be beating the Bills mm-hmm. the night that game was canceled and all that. Mike Florio pointed out that the NFL released a statement. They didn't have to do this, and it, it, it kind of hit me weird, and I didn't know why. When they announced that they had sold 50,000 tickets to a neutral site game in Indianapolis with half of the crowd going to be on one side. In Atlanta, sorry. Yep. With half the crowd on one side going to be the Bills, the other half on the other side is going to be the Chiefs, and oh, here we go. He points out that don't be surprised if the NFL tries to, to to plug this in as their next money-making endeavor. Which would be awful. You play the whole season yeah. for the right to host, the, and, you, and you can't host yeah. because they want to make host. more money. And you can't host because the NFL is, can well, never leave well enough alone. You don't think the Cincinnati Bengals took great pride in oh. ruining those plans? Yeah. Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals. Yeah, we, we just we had our mindset to go play in Kansas City, and, and uh, it, 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 I, it is it is tough because they they have to formulate the plans for coin tosses, and they got to formulate the plans for neutral side games, and we just keep screwing it up for everybody. And I hate that. For, for the people that have to endure all those logistical issues, and then uh, we just keep screwing it up. So I'm sorry, Joe Burrow. That chip on your shoulder. Everyone talking about a neutral AFC Championship game. Not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> now, uh, so some people are calling him Snow Burrow after the game. Some people are calling him Joe Blizzard after the game. Joe Burrow <laughs> to beat the Bills in those kind of elements. Is, do you know how embarrassing that is to Buffalo? That's supposed to be Bill's weather. Yeah. Right, that's your home field that's advantage. That's your whole right thing. That's your right? whole damn thing. Right. It's, not like, right. it's, it's not like Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's a balmy, yeah, it, a balmy it, environment. No, but it doesn't matter. It's like when the Packers lost that game to the Lions. It, it, if, it, if you want mythology to ring true, you've got to win those games. And listen, it, it's... Remember when the Packers lost the uh, NFC Championship to Michael Vick in Atlanta oh, at that's Lambeau? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. right. That You're didn't right. Go, right. It's, it's so it's like Buffalo's going to have a hard time coming back from this. There's a lot of people who have now said, well, when you talk about the pantheon of quarterbacks, when you rank the quarterbacks, Josh Allen now has to be below Joe Burrow. I, I'm not saying I disagree with that because I do think Joe Burrow is is other otherworldly. But the story of yesterday's game, if you really watched it closely, the Bengals are a much bigger football team. And bigger, I mean size-wise, physically, on both sides of the line of scrimmage. They just dominated that game. So to me, the, the big takeaway from that game wasn't the battle of quarterbacks and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. It was just the Bengals are a much bigger football team. Well, yeah, but you would expect Josh Allen to, to elevate a little bit, and they scored 10 points. I know. Uh, you know I That know. was an offense that was one of the top offenses in the league all season long. Uh, Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, was asked after the game, you worried about this window closing? No, no. It's a good football team, and you learn from things like this. You keep knocking on the door. 
um, that's what you do. You stay, you stay steadfast in your in your focus and your approach. You, you work your tail off. Um, again, that's a good football team we just played, and they 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 played better than we did tonight. They coached better than we did tonight, and um, you know we've got to learn from this and make the proper adjustments um, as we move forward. And um, for staying in the moment tonight, I'm not, I don't want to get any evaluations and all that type of stuff, but. Um, Obviously, disappointing the result. We talked about it going into the the weekend, Vic. About you know, if you're going to assign pressure, Joe Burrow, with this outward approach and this outward attitude of, "Hey, I love being the underdog. This is what you play for." There was a quote during the game uh, against Buffalo where they said, "Hey, what's your championship window?" And he said, "As long as I'm playing football, that's the championship Sick. window." The guy just drips swagger and then he backs it up. So he does. On the flip side of that, Josh Allen is phenomenal. I'm not going to sit here and bash him for for one lackluster performance, no. but the pressure was on Josh Allen to perform, to elevate, and he didn't do it. Stephon Diggs didn't really get involved, and then made a whole lot of people mad by not even sticking around to talk to the media after that game. Uh, those are the signs of, of a frustrated football team. And Buffalo's been one of the top teams in the league now, what, for the last three, four years? And they can't get over that hump. There is such a thing as a window, especially in today's NFL where you have so much turnover. Um, I think they're going to be good as long as Josh Allen is there. But this is a devastating loss for that organization. Yeah, no, I agree with you because because it it starts to wear on you. We we live this with Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns. How many times yes. can you get close before it just rips your soul out? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, there's a definite danger as far as that goes. I completely agree with you on that. And you know what? And this is the first time because I'm glad you brought up Stephon Diggs because for those watching the end of the game, Stephon Diggs after that after that key fourth down lack of conversion for Buffalo came over and got in in Josh Allen's face, and it was like, who is this DeAndre Hopkins? And Kyler Murray, I, I mean, and I'm, I'm drawing that comparison because up until now, Bill's Bill's teammates have done nothing but show reverence towards Josh Allen. That was the first time I have ever seen any smoke thrown at Josh Allen from a teammate ever. And again, heat of the moment, big stakes, get all that. But Stephon D- Diggs, as you pointed out, hightailed out of the locker room too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means. And then on the flip side of it too, Cincinnati going on the road to play Kansas City, a place where they had success. Just saw the graphic they flashed up on ESPN. Joe Burrow has as many playoff wins as every other Cincinnati Bengals quarterback in history combined. Five. Um, but again, they're not going to be, they're undaunted when they go on the road. And the big story leading up to this game uh, this weekend is going to be the condition of Patrick Mahomes, that ankle. He gutted it out. Uh, it was an inspiring performance. It wasn't exactly easy to watch because he was hobbling around like Daniel LaRusso after uh, Miyagi fixed his leg against Johnny Lawrence. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck of ESPN talked about the history of ankle injuries for Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has had this exact same injury. Go back to 2019, ironically, against the Jags. He got hurt the exact same way, okay? And what did he do? Well, he finished the game. He put the next two weeks, he averaged 400 yards passing a game, had seven touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> he beat the Raiders. He beat the Ravens. So as a player, when you've actually lived through it and you've it's happened to you before, like, it's a very scary thing. Like, everyone, like, <gasps> like holds their breath, like, whoa. But as a player, he's done it. And so my only concern, really, is when he did it the last time, it was his left ankle. This time, it's his right ankle. Mm-hmm. So it's the, it's, the, yeah. it's the ankle that he's pushing off of. Yeah, and how about Chad Henney getting called into duty to take over a drive at their own two-yard line? 
almost threw a pick, probably should throw, should have thrown a pick on that drive, but came back from that, led the touchdown drive. Yeah. That was enormous. Yeah. To, to dial up a touchdown drive I, with a backup quarterback who's about 97 years old yeah. on the first three out. Yeah, yeah, that was quite something. And how that about, was a flex for Kansas City's coaching staff. Think about being a team that's trying to break through in the AFC where you look at the landscape and you're like, oh, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. I'm not throwing Justin Herbert into that mix yet. But those three, mm-hmm. you're going to have to go through those three for the next decade. And and the, what makes what makes Joe Burrow so difficult? Like you, you saw Patrick Mahomes is just his toughness and all that. Joe Burrow just he, he's the closest thing to Joe Montana I've ever seen. Just the way he stands in the huddle, he stands there with his hands in his pockets. Mm-hmm. He looks like the chillest dude. Nothing is bothering this guy on the outside. Nothing. No. He is just the picture of okay, what what what's come on? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's just yeah, crazy, crazy composed. Yep. So we got Chiefs, Bengals, and the AFC. You can text your thoughts to the. FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Over in the NFC, what went on over the weekend? We had a route and a defensive struggle. We'll get into the NFC playoffs straight ahead here on this Monday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Hash marks. Now, Gamewell goes wide to the far side of the field, empty backfield. Hurts looks, Hurts fires, complete. He's got Dallas Goddard spinning across the goal line into the end zone. The Eagles score. Purdy out of the shotgun. Kittle and Juszczaker right. Uh, Ayuk the other side. Hand off McCaffrey. Touchdown! Merrill Rees from the Eagles Radio Network, Greg Papa from the 49ers Radio Network. Those two teams move on. They both win uh, the Eagles in just route fashion on Saturday. Yeah. 38-7 over the New York Giants. The Eagles rolled up 268 yards on the ground. That's the second most rushing yards in playoff history for the Eagles. Um, And only the 20th team to have more than 260 yards on the ground in a playoff game. Uh, in case you're wondering, those teams are 20 and 0 all time. So uh, it was a just a, a dominant performance. Yeah. And what was really reassuring for Philadelphia was the questions about Jalen Hurts and the shoulder going into that game were answered very quickly. And Jalen Hurts looked like Jalen Hurts, and that defense is just nasty. I um so on Friday I, I walked out of here and I was sort of all week long. I thought, okay, this this Giants Eagles game, even though I, I tended to underestimate what the Eagles had accomplished, I thought, you know what, this is the third time they've met each other. This is going to be a division rematch. This is going to be a close game, regardless. And I I did it in about face on Friday in a conversation I had with somebody. I thought, you know what, no, the, the, it's been a long time since the Eagles. Have played a good football game and they are due and th- and they are probably going to pound this Giants team and that did happen and you know what one of the biggest unsung heroes of this football playoff is this Lane Johnson guy for the Eagles you it, when he plays for them they are a wrecking ball of a rushing offense mm-hmm. And when he doesn't play, they are not the same. You can talk all you want uh, about Jalen Hurts not playing and 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 Gardner Minshew stepping in for him. It, everything about that football team revolves around that gigantic offensive lineman, and that's not hyperbole. So he was he gutted out. He was back last night, and they had what two hundred and sixty? Would you say two sixty three? Two sixty eight. Two sixty eight. That's and, a big number. And that was without game. Hertz putting up huge numbers. Hertz had 34 yards and a touchdown on the ground, but 
Gainwell had 112, Sanders 90, Boston Scott, who is a Giants killer, he has 11 touchdowns in his career. Or what was the stat? I have it in front of me here. Uh, Boston Scott uh, has 19 career touchdowns. 11 of them are against the Giants. Wow, <laughs> that is quite the the ratio. Wow. Um, yeah, the, the the Eagles look tough, and, and you know, again, focusing on the defensive side of the ball. Hassan Reddick, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know yeah, him and Christian Kirk. Yeah, I know it's just shoveling dirt at this point. But how did the Cardinals mess that up? Oh, but they messed that up. How though. did they mess it up that bad? And now, and now they are left with, without any kind of pass rusher at all going into next year. Individual pass rusher. Yeah, I'm with you. I, the more you watch that, the more you realize, man, they they messed that up seven ways from Sunday. From not picking up his last option and then him popping right then to playing out of position. Yeah, they They, they messed, messed it up, up seven ways each Sunday also. Yeah, yeah they did. That is true. Yeah, they did. Uh, here was Jalen Hurts. That was a really good team. Uh, really well coached, you know. And we, we, we saw the, the game that they played against us um, two weeks ago with their you know their starters not even playing. So that's a, it's a really well coached team. They have really good players. I think we, we, we did a really good job of executing and, um, you know, we put we put a good one together. That's on all phases, all three phases. So um, it's always great to start fast. Um, but it was good. It was a good win. It's also the first time in Eagles history, Vic, that they've beaten a team three times in one year. Wow. Isn't that amazing? No, I did not know that. They've been around for like 90 years. And I thought, you know, the Giants had a chance early to make it a game. They did fall behind fourteen nothing, but they're on the move. And when Bradbury picked Daniel Jones, that was that was yeah, it. It was that over was it. That. It was, that was it was it. academic at that point. That was it. Uh, the Sunday game, San Francisco and Dallas, a defensive struggle. Oof. Uh, we saw field goals from Robbie Gold. We saw another missed extra point. This one blocked from uh, Maher, Brett Maher from from Dallas. The physicality of that game, oh. the tackling in that game, it was that was not for the faint of heart. That was big time football. Dak Prescott doing Dak Prescott things again and not in a positive way. He threw two picks. Should have had a third pick on that last drive that uh, Dre Greenlaw just dropped. It would have been a pick six to ice Oof. it. But um, Dallas just, I mean, they could not get anything going offensively. No, no and this is... This, losing Tony Pollard didn't help. No, but a lot of people, again, you, you, you look at the quarterbacks here, and if you watch that game without knowing anything, Dak Prescott would have looked like the rookie to you, yeah. not Brock Purdy. And, and that's what Dallas fans just can't get past. The fact that Dak Prescott the week before was absolutely sensational. Mm-hmm. Four, then, four touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, and then you came out last night and, and he made some plays and he's a good leader. But but there's those moments with him that just uh, make you wonder, all right, who is this guy and, and what is the ceiling of this guy? I got to tell you, when, when you look at ceiling and, and how that relates to how Dak Prescott is being paid by the Cowboys and they went through that multi-year soap opera of Dak Prescott's contract, and they finally relented and gave him that contract. Dak Prescott, to me, I like his leadership skills. I think he's a good pro quarterback, but I also think he's just a touch better than average. And when you pay an average player that much money, mm-hmm. you know, abnormal money at that position, you're hampered for a long time. And yeah, some of that trickles down and applies to what we're going through in Arizona right now. He's more Kirk Cousins than Patrick Mahomes. Yes, because Kyler Murray has to prove that he's more 
Patrick Mahomes than Kirk Cousins moving forward, and that's after he overcomes an injury because that salary is kicking in. That new contract is kicking in. I, I had a lot of those Kyler Murray thoughts watching Dak Prescott um, play play over the weekend. Oh, yeah, listen. Yeah, I I, I know what you're saying as, as far as that goes. Um, I, I look at this thing, and, and, and I thought a couple of different things throughout the course of that game. Number one, I don't know if you've seen this, but but a lot of the hot take experts now, Skip Bayless is going to burn his Dak Prescott oh, jersey. Goodness, is that just the dumb? Thing Did you've you ever see heard. that video? I mean, if you're nine, I, I, say, I get it. I say, yeah. Skip, go ahead and do it. Just make sure you're wearing it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Not just the jersey, Skip. Come on, throw the torso in the fire. All of it. Come on. What are you waiting on? Prove how you know, hurt you are. With all that hairspray, you know he's highly flammable. <laughs> Yeah, there is that. There is that. Um, so, uh, so I think that. So, as a final four goes, I don't know what to think of this. Um, I don't three repeat teams from last yeah, year. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I'll just say it. I, I think the NFL playoffs have been largely underwhelming so far this year. Yeah, this second weekend was not great. Yeah, yeah, and it's you wound up with the four best teams though. I, yeah. And we ended up with with no indoor game, which I actually am very happy about. I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to be uh, subjected to that that neutral site championship game in the AFC. I would, yeah, I would not have liked that. I would have not liked that, especially if the, if the NFL is actually going to make that a thing. And it's that just sounds like something the NFL would do, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, how much does. is enough? Just, I do have to admit, though, as the the anti weather curmudgeon on this show. Mm-hmm. When the game started in Buffalo and you had that establishing shot of Highmark Stadium, you're like, oh, there's a little bit of snow. Uh-huh. This is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. And then it completely wore off because Buffalo didn't show up. Well, and, and you know what was good about it was you got the effects of that snow, but that was that wet, heavy snow that doesn't that's not slippery. There was no iciness to it. Yeah. So you so you could actually play football in it, and it and it gave you the snow globe thing. When they kind of like when they panned out and showed the stadium and the surrounding streets and everything was just blanketed in white. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. <laughs> How when they kept trying to show Demar Hamlin, and you couldn't see you couldn't him because the snow was coming down. <laughs> yeah, what? Right. And there's these shadows of right. You know, CBS is going. Come silhouettes. on, clean those windows. We want that shot. <laughs> we paid a lot for that shot. Trust we, us. There's stop. a whole family back there's there. There's a whole. Family back there. It stopped snowing for just for a second. Yeah, yeah. four-time Super Bowl champion and NFL legend Rob Gronkowski brings his Gronk Beach to Talking Stick Resort on February 11th. Gronk bringing his infamous end zone dance moves along with hip hop stars 21 Savage, Lil Jon, and more. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win tickets and complete event details. Coming up next. Big win for the Suns last night over one of the best teams in the NBA. I'll give you Vinny's view of it next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.